I'm Heather, a chaos coordinator and mom of three young kids. Chaos and cookies is literally my life, with never-ending dishes, laundry, you name it. Being a mom is a blessing, but it also comes with hard days too. Together, we can find the humor and real solutions to lighten your load and clean up the crumbs. You're listening to the Chaos and Cookies Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Chaos and Cookies Podcast. Today, we are talking non-toxic environment in our home. We are talking nurseries. We are talking design. And we've not really discussed this before on this podcast. So I'm excited to bring on Miss Deborah Damari, which before I do, let me give you a little bit of information about who this wonderful woman is that we're going to speak to. Deborah is a renowned interior design consultant, author, educator, and pioneer of the ethical wellness design movement. She has been executing beautiful living and sensory environments that contribute to the mental and physical health and well-being of people and the protection of animals and the planet for nearly 20 years. Her company, Damari Design, is the only 100% cruelty-free design consulting firm specializing in the creation of organic, optimal spaces and sourcing vegan textiles and sustainable furniture that bear zero to low toxins. Deborah also heads vegandesign.org, where she educated educates consumers and designers about humane and healthy design through virtual courses, a blog, and a full online shop of cruelty-free vegan and low-toxin furniture, decor, and curated spaces. Please welcome Deborah to the podcast. Hello. Hello. How are you? I am well, thank you. Where are you coming from in the world? I am coming from Miami and it's about 93 degrees today. So, <laughs> Ooh, and we Quite are warm. just in mid May. So, <laughs> Miami, well, it's sunny and that's why people, drive, you know, go down there, right? For the beaches yeah, and for no, that weather. It's great. It's just a little hot, but it's great. Yeah. Yeah. I bet. So, before we jump in, I ask you my icebreaker question that I ask all of my guests. And that is what is your favorite cookie and or cookie memory? That is a very, very good question. <laughs> My favorite cookie memory has to be Oreos. Ooh. Because I grew up with Oreos. Right. So, but I never liked milk. And I'm a vegan now. So obviously I guess it started when I was young. But my favorite cookie memory memory definitely is Oreos, without a doubt. So did you used to make them or buy them? Or how do you buy eat them? them? Wait, I have two favorite cookies. Okay. Is this, can this be a two-parter? Sure. <laughs> yes. I love Oreos as a kid and Malamars. Do they even make Malamars still? You know, someone, I think someone in the past has said that Malamars was their favorite, but I can't recall. Right. And what, it's funny because I think Malamars is like a very New York thing because I grew up in New York. Right. And because sometimes if you mention Malamars to people outside of New York, I don't know if they know what that is. It's like that marshmallowy cookie with the graham crack. It's like a s'mores kind of like a process. It's like a s'mores. moon pie almost, <laughs> right, right, right. right? It has marshmallows. Pie. The only thing I know about like cookies from New York, I love black and white cookies. Every oh, time I go, it's my favorite. I know there's nothing really that great about them, but man, they're so good. Yeah, they are. They're good. They're I'll good. try a Malamar the next time I go to New York. Very good, but very good question. Very good. Tell me why cream. you like those. Well, well I was going to ask about the, the Oreos. Do you eat them like sushi or do you pick them apart? Or oh, you how have to do you pick them apart? That's really the only way to eat them, I think. Okay. Okay. <laughs> hey, I always have to ask because everyone's got their preference. Like, Technique is very important. 
Sometimes I'll just shove one in my mouth like sushi. I don't even care. <laughs> I like it. You know, you split it in half and you enjoy it and relish it. <laughs> I wish I could. I guess with my three kids, like when you right eat sweets now. in this house, you have to eat them fast and shove them in. So if right. I eat like an Oreo and I don't want them to either A, ask for Survival. one or B, ask me for it, I just you shove it in and you go. <laughs> and so are you a mom? You say, uh, you're a mom. And how many children do you have? I have four children. And, and they're, they're grown, grown, right? They're all grown. They're all adults out in the world. And, and are they all local to you? Uh, no, they're all in the Northeast, all in the New York area. That's sort of where our, our heart is still. We're still uh, very tied to the Northeast of this country. So, so in Miami, then, how long have you been there and what brought you there? I've been in Miami 25 years. And my we, I was a young mom at the time. My husband and I were a young couple and work brought him down here and we oh. stayed. And we like mm-hmm. Miami very much. Oh yeah. Nice. Well, a lot but of we New Yorkers New York there. Too. Yeah. Oh, but yes. we, love, we love the Northeast too. We like the seasons and it's all good. Two beautiful places. Absolutely. And you probably go back and forth there quite a bit then. We do. Very cool. So we are talking about interior design and uh, non-toxic. So first let's get into what's your background. Did you go to school for interior design and what got you into, uh, the more organic thing, like way of thinking and, and living? I have absolutely no schooling in interior design. Um, what did you go to school for? I went to school for, I started out in engineering. Okay. And then I switched over to communication. So basically I had no idea what I wanted to do. (laughs) That's usually the go-to if you have to, if you're in communications, it's usually the go-to major in college. Completely clueless. And I was a full-time mom till my twins went to school, uh, which was, you know, kindergarten, first grade. And um, then I started looking for part-time work because I wanted to work. Mm -hmm. I was looking into all these businesses. And while I was doing that, uh, a very good friend of mine got a new home and she asked me to help her decorate her dining room and living room. So I helped her decorate it. And I get a call from her neighbor who said, you know, um, I love the way you did Sandy's bedroom, uh, Sandy's living room and dining room. You think you can help me with my house? And I'm like, sure, but I'm not a decorator. Come meet me anyway. We went to a fabric store. And I had the best time ever. I spent three hours with her picking out fabrics for her dining room and living room. And I didn't even know what to charge this person because I didn't know what I was doing. And at the end, she just hands me a check. And I, to this day, I wish I remember what it was. Maybe it was $150, I'm guessing. But I looked at that check like it was $10 million. Because as moms, we tend to become so absorbed. We absorb everything. We kind of forget who we are. And I just remember staring at that check and wanting to cry because it felt so good. And from that, from that propelled her mom calling, her sister-in-law calling. And all of a sudden, I had all these people that I was helping decorate. And every time I would meet with them, I'm like, look, I just want you to know I'm not a real decorator. And they would look at me like I had three eyes and they're like, okay, can you help me with this? Can you help me with that? And it just kept kind of growing. And then I was fortunate enough to um, be a designer on TLC. And that really just kind of also brought my, my business to another level. And I started hiring people who obviously had more experience than me as far as 
drafting and technical drawings, which of course, now I know that most people that own their own business don't do that. We don't have time for that. We have people that do that. Right. And so that's how my business started. So it was kind of, you know, I, I, it was started very organically and, and I think my lack of schooling in a way helped me because my approach to how I design a space, I believe is different than someone who's had those 20 years of experience and, mm-hmm. you know, the four years of schooling and the, the internships and this and that I approach it efficiently because as a mother with a busy life, I first approach a project, any project for no matter who it is as a mother, right? I want it to be easy. I don't want them to be cursing at me when we're done with the space. And they're like, why did she sell me white linen when we have six kids, you know? (laughs) And, and it has to be very sensory because we're all sensory and it has to be positive and it has to promote optimal wellness, optimal mental and physical development, no matter who, whether it's a 90 year old or whether it's a two year old or whether it's a single guy living in the city. And so that is my approach. Um, And I think that I approach it differently because of my lack of schooling. Right. So I don't, I have all the bad habits to break. Yeah. It's just, I I approach it. Like I get to really know the person. I like to know what they do from the moment they put their feet on the ground in the morning. When they get out of bed, I like to know their whole day, their whole path. Like that. Right. Cause you want to make it to where it makes sense for them in their space. Yeah. Yeah. So that's how my business started. Very cool. So I'm a TV and movie buff. And so I'm just curious because you mentioned TLC. So were you on like the backside of like helping them design for whatever host it was, or were you, I was one of, I was one of the designers on air. It was a show called in a fix. And, um, we would go in and in three days we would revamp a space, which of course it didn't take three days. We'd be working like 24 hours a day on the three day shoot. And, uh, yeah, so I was a designer on one of the shows. Oh, the movie magic. It was a wonderful experience because you really learn how to think on the fly and you really learn how to like make lampshades out of chicken wire because the budgets were very small. So it was, it was wonderful for me. It really taught you how to hone in and talk about efficiency. So you were dealing with actual people's real budgets. It wasn't just, no, no, we were given a budget of, I think it was $2,000 Okay. Um, to go in and help. It was always a, a very emotional story and, you know, it was very emotional in the end, you know, like, we uh, did a kitchen for a family that didn't have a kitchen. They would cook food out in their backyard. Right. You know? And of course, we would always, as a cast, on those shows, there's a tremendous amount of people in the back end that you don't see on air, about 60 people. And 90% of the shows, we would all wind up putting in our own money because you fall in love with the family and you know, mm. you become very connected to them. That's very sweet. So, That's very yeah, nice. Was, I like to was, hear that. Yeah, it was wonderful. It was a great experience. Very, a lot of work. I mean, you work, you work, boy days don't end, but it's very rewarding. And it was very interesting for me because here, as my business was growing, I was starting to get all these ultra luxury clients, but yet I was on this show working with tiny budgets with people that don't have a kitchen. And so I never forgot that because my business, it's funny when it, when, when my twins were going into a bed, we were a young couple, we didn't have anything. And, um, I went to a consignment store and I bought these two headboards for $15 each. And I went to Michael's and I got paint and I got butterflies and this, and I decorated these headboards to this day. I think in my whole house, everyone who went into my twins room, loved those headboards. 
So I never forgot that. So even when I'm doing very expensive homes, I still love to find really affordable stuff, which is how we started the virtual design services as well, because I love doing spaces within budgets, like small budgets, because to me, that's very creative. And those are the clients that are so appreciative. Absolutely. They need the help, you know? So it's been very interesting, the, the different facets of, of design for me. Absolutely. Because when you're designing a space or you're getting furniture is always a already already marked up like a ton and uh, to fill a space because we all go on Pinterest and we go all online. And of course, it looks like it's very expensive to make that look right. Right. And it's not real life. No. And of course, it's never that clean. Yeah. (laughs) Those are are two day shoots that took to get that one shot, you know. Right. And also for the people that you're seeing that are in their own home, they're, (laughs) they have, like, I I think I made a joke once, like I was doing a shoot in my house for just like some, some stock photos. I took everything off and put it on the floor. And so it's like, it's just right there. Like it's not functional when it's that clean. And so keeping that in perspective as well. And I remember when I was trying like kids rooms are like the biggest thing for me. I want to always make sure that their rooms are super fun. I just did. We just moved into a house. It'll be two years. And so I wanted to make sure that they had a fun space. And so finding kids spaces online, one of my kids is like a Spider-Man fanatic where he's about to be five throwing my probably fifth Spider-Man party. Like I'm out of, (laughs) I'm out of ideas, but you know, going online and finding things it, it's been, it, it was fun. Spider-Man was, but Spider-Man's a Marvel and it's, it's trademarked. So it's Disney. It's very expensive. So finding handmade things or way, cute ways to do it is fun, daunting. And you want to also make it strategic to where it's not like in your face. And so right. you and I discussed talking about uh, nurseries and things. I remember when I was a new mom, at my first child, like trying to decide, like we did a big zigzag Chevron wall. Cause that was what the sheets were. And I loved that nursery wall. It was awesome. And I, I didn't paint it. I had somebody come in and do it, but I loved it. And then when I went to go sell the house, like, they're like, we have to paint over it. It's not like, and I'm like, why it's so cute. It shows <laughs> so nice. You. And it was great, but they didn't like it. But, um, finding nurseries and and things like that. It's as a new mom, you want it to look cute. It's like the first time you get to do that. You want it to be healthy. It's very healthy and functional. You want it to be sensory. You want it to be uh, laid out properly. There's, you know, about uh, seven years ago, my, my company became completely uh, non-animal based, a vegan design. Okay. And I did that for two reasons. One were ethics because I love animals and I love labor. I love people because laborers suffer in animal based, uh, in the animal based furniture industry and also for health because animal based products, leathers, silks, wools down soaked in toxins, soaked in chemicals, very, very dangerous chemicals. Leather contains over 250 chemicals. Wow. Uh, and that include arsenic, lead, chromium, So, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a skin, so it's going to rot unless you soak it in some sort of chemicals. Um, So I became completely non-animal based and focused on safe, less toxic um, alternatives. And so talking about nurseries and kids rooms, 
that is one of the most important spaces in a home if you have a child, because infants and small children can sleep up to 75% of the day. Mm -hmm. So they're in their space. Typically a child's mattress, a crib mattress is one of the most important things you'll ever buy for your child. You have to make sure that it has certain certifications, that there is no mm -hmm. wool, that it's completely organic, that it's as less toxic as possible, that it's waterproof. And there are certain brands that I have fallen in love with because when we became non-animal based in my business, we literally had to do a 360 in sourcing. Mm. So we've kind of, without me knowing it, I had kind of become the expert in that just because I had to. Right. So there are so many ways to design a child's space beautifully, but you must keep health in mind. You so know, what are the, body, mm -hmm. I was going to say, like, what are the top things that you had to resource over? Like obviously crib mattresses Everything. and things, mattresses, paints, wallpapers, rugs, furniture, sheets, bedding, everything. Because at night, when we sleep, our body repairs itself. Mm -hmm. That's what, that's why one of the reasons sleep is so important. So if you're surrounding yourself in sheets or bedding that are loaded with chemicals, our body's warm when we sleep and we're, we're allowing everything to travel through our body, just like an engine. So whatever's in our environment, we absorb. And that's how we get sick. There's so many neurological and developmental challenges, as we, most of us know nowadays with connected to chemicals, right? So paints, for example, you must get a paint that has no VOCs, which means volatile organic compounds. Many paint companies now offer that volatile organic compounds are a classification of chemicals that are used in, in furniture, food, everything, paints. And when you apply paint to the wall that does have volatile organic compounds, you know how the room will smell very chemically for a couple of days. And then people say, okay, now it's okay to go in because the chemicals have dissipated. That's not true. You just don't smell them anymore. Right. Same thing with rugs. They're from aldehyde. Oh yeah. Sometimes I'll, I'll, I'll do like a, I used to get these rugs and it, they stunk. Terribly. Yeah, yeah. So those chemicals also, and imagine a baby crawling, you know, mouthing the rug, you know, mm -hmm. close to the rug, they're inhaling all of that. So you really right. have to think about your mattress, your paints, your bedding. For example, you can always try to go organic, of course, but organic is also, there, there's a term in the industry called greenwashing. Uh-huh. And I'll give you a good example. Greenwashing is when a most 99% of companies in this country greenwash. They're selling you a false sense of security. Mm -hmm. So uh, an example would be you buy organic printed sheets for your child, little dinosaurs on them. The sheets say 100% organic sheets. The sheets might be organic, but the print could be completely toxic and it's legal mm -hmm. to sell. That's is it a because a percentage point. of the uh, product is organic and I can classify yeah, it as the that? sheets are organic. They're not lying. The sheets are organic. We didn't tell you that the print wasn't. Right. That's the same thing with like food too. You know, packaging yeah. isn't always everything. Right. I mean, look, oatmeal is gluten-free. Oatmeal has always been gluten-free. Yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. I get that gets me every time I get the gluten-free oats. It's like they, they are, if it's natural, if they're, if they're whole rolled 
nothing's touched them, then they yeah. should still be gluten-free. Right. But you know, people say, oh, I was gluten-free. It's always been, it's always been gluten-free. So you have to be careful for things like that. Um, it's still legal to sell latex crib mattresses for babies. Probably one of the most dangerous things you could ever do for an infant. Latex, think of balloons. You know how many people have allergies? Oh yeah, it's like if you inhale it and their lungs can't get it out. That's right. a very, very, very dangerous thing. So you don't know whether your infant is allergic to latex. Right. So how if, you so latex? you're probably an adult. Sometimes you don't even know if you're allergic. Right. I didn't know I was, I was allergic to uh, band-aids, like band-aid adhesive until I was eight. 19 after my back surgery because of the uh, stair strips and I yeah. broke out a huge rasp because of the uh, adhesive. And I didn't, I mean, I had a bandaid on maybe when I was a kid, but I broke out in rashes with stamps and stickers on my hand when I was a kid, cause I was super sensitive and then it ended up becoming all tape. Right. So now, right. So you were an adult who could, could, who could communicate that right. as an infant, if you put an infant in a latex crib mattress again, which is legal to sell, you're, there's a chance that that baby could be allergic and God forbid something tragic could happen to that. But latex crib mattresses are still legal to sell, which is shocking. So you always have to buy, even if it's an organic latex mattress, it's still latex. Adults, if you buy a latex mattress, you can buy a latex one if you like that, but make sure it's organic. Because if it's not organic, it's all petrochemicals, which are very dangerous, petroleum-based chemicals. You want What's to the difference here? between organic and not organic? Organic means that it was, it was uh, processed or um, derived from an organic environment, meaning fewer chemicals, mm -hmm. but not, so want, not no chemicals. I mean, little, to, it's possible. very hard nowadays to find anything that is completely free of chemicals. It's very okay. hard. You can do it, but it's extremely costly and it's custom. Mm -hmm. There are some things that are uh, they have there's certifications that you can look for something like a GOTS certification, GOTS. That stands for the Global Organic Textile Standard. So that to us is like our Cadillac of fabrics because we know it's organic. It's fair trade, meaning that the workers are treated fairly and given good wages, better wages, and it has fewer chemicals. So when you're going for furniture, for instance, and we're getting it from a catalog or online from a major department store, uh, mm -hmm. for baby furniture. How do we know what paint they're using? How do we know, like, do they list out the materials like they do on like a new Sometimes they do. You food? have to be, you have to become really, I mean, we have over the years, we have all the vendors that we love. We have all the companies that we love. And that took a lot of work. So I tell others, um, unless they're working with like a decorator like us, a designer like us, ask questions. Google is your best friend. Mm -hmm. Research the product. For example, CB2, and I love CB2 furniture. They have this, this, this label now, responsible wool. I don't know who they paid to get that, that, that label. It is the biggest crock of crap because there is no such thing as responsible wool. The wool industry is horrific. It is horrific for the laborers and it's horrific for the sheep. Mm -hmm. They are a number. They, they, they shear them. They kill them. They call them downers. They throw them in dumps half alive. It's an awful, awful, awful industry. Sheep mm. are bred now to be so big and have so much wool on them that they can barely stand. 
Wow. They are laden with pesticides because the wool is so thick and you're inhaling those pesticides and they don't go away. Mm -hmm. So when I see things like responsible wool, responsible leather, please, if there's anything you get from this podcast, do not believe it for a second and do not buy products that have that kind of um, labeling on them because they're a hundred percent false advertising, but wow. it's legal. It's what was done by big marketers, big lobbyists, and they got, they got it approved. Um, so you have to be an, a detective. You have to ask questions. If not, you get online. You can always, you know, um, we have a, a very, very active community on Facebook. So you can always throw that, that question out on our um, Facebook group. And someone will answer it. We, we will probably answer it from you from our office, or if not, someone else will. Because, yeah. you know, it's so important for your children, for your babies, for your children that you, you keep them in as clean an environment as possible. You know, even things like mobiles, you know, when I was a kid, we used to put mobiles over the crib. You don't sure. do that. Dangerous. Right. A lot of people still don't know that, you know, because they're pretty you think the child's being, you know, entertained, but it's dangerous. Yes. You know, I used to do the strap on, uh, games when they were old enough, yeah. uh, on the side of like the, I love like yeah. the aquariums. Right. I mean, things like fans. The, the chances of SIDS are reduced tremendously, significantly if you have a ceiling fan in the room. Right. Keep the air going and right. also keeping it clean. Cool and clean <laughs> and cool. Mm -hmm. So all these little things are, are key. Um, so you have paints, you have your lighting. Um, you have to be careful with your lighting as well. You want to make mm -hmm. sure that if you have a fan and you have the recess lights, that when the fan whirs, it doesn't, it's not like a, Clinking like sound. Clinking. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. Cause you think about everything you put in your body, but not necessarily in around your space or I mean, you're just making your space functional and useful. Yeah. And I mean, at least for me personally, I mean, there's uh, many people that do, uh, but most of mostly we think about when we think organic or healthy living, it's food and health and wellness first when it comes yes. to sustenance. Yes, we don't, we don't think about our furniture. I mean, years ago, before I became much more knowledgeable in this industry, in this niche of this industry, you know, when I used to do kids' rooms and playrooms, which I love doing kids' rooms and playrooms because they're so much fun, I would put leather bean bags, I would put wool rugs, you know, I was, now I'm like, what was I doing? You know, I, I had no clue. Right. So then what would you use in lieu of a leather bean bag, like a fabric what one? I would use this, I, ideally, I would use uh, an organic cotton. Mm -hmm. And then they have a spray that they sell. You can get it on Amazon. I can send you the link after. A really, really great spray that is like a Scotch guard. I was going to say, is it Scotch guard? <laughs> yeah, but it's non toxic. Scotch guard is highly toxic. This oh, yes. No I do know that. <laughs> so that would be. A perfect scenario. Now, if you need something durable, let's say you have a child with sensory issues or a child in the spectrum of autism and you need something more durable, faux leather has chemicals, but less than, than regular leather. And it's very, very, very durable. Mm -hmm. You can just wipe it clean. But in a beanbag where you're really enveloping your child, I would go with as organic and clean as possible. And so- I have a lot of moms that listen to this podcast, a lot of maybe new, new moms. Um, I have a lot of friends that are, I've got a friend that's a 
expecting twins right now. And so if she were listening to this, where can we find more information about, um, how, like those, maybe you have a list of, of products, or I know that you, um, your business as well. Let's talk a little bit more about that and how, uh, listeners can find you and get more information about, uh, to, to be able to do their space up, or maybe they want, maybe after listening to this podcast, they they're like, Oh, I'm going to overhaul my house. <laughs> right. That's it. I'm putting my head, setting my house on fire. <laughs> I was just thinking like, I should probably get rid of that wool rug that that sinks. Uh, you, you know what baby steps. And again, it's like, you don't want to get overwhelmed. You know, if you can change out one or two things at a time, because things cost money. Oh yeah. Um, there's a lot of options we have. We have, we instill the virtual design service, which I love and it's awesome. And we do room makeovers from nurseries to kids' rooms, to playrooms, to family rooms, any kind of room at all. And we really focus on low toxins. It's awesome. We have Zoom calls with you. We, it's, I love it. Our virtual design service, I absolutely love because we meet the most, the coolest people from all over the country. It's really nice. I also have a course. Um, we created our second course and it's a nursery and kids room design course. It's under two hours. It's 260 bucks and it's got coupons worth like, I think over $500 in it. And I'm on it and five experts and there's little modules and you can stop and go as you please, because I know you start something and with kids, you have to stop 10 minutes later. Oh yeah. And we focus on how to pick paint, how to pick furniture, how to pick rugs, all the different aspects. And then I also give you all my design tips, like how do you decorate a room really great? Yeah. How do you make it look cute? What's the most functionality? Like what wall should I put it on? Right. We talk about gender neutral rooms. We talk about themed rooms. We talk about all different things and how you make it work. Like I always tell clients to this day, if you can, when you, when you're buying furniture for a child's room, buy adult furniture. I do that. And then then decorate it with cheap, cute, fun accessories in Marvel or Spider-Man or whatever, or mermaids or whatever you want. If you want to do a themed room, if that's your choice. Right. Because that furniture will carry through through the child's teen years. Correct. So I like, I love giving my ideas on like how to decorate walls and ceilings and, and mixing and matching fabrics and picking sheets. So it's, it's a fabulous course. Um, it's, it's, I love it. It's like my pride and joy. And it took us over a year to put together. And we have the founder of Dr. Bronner's soap, because I also have a small module on how to, what cleaning products. Oh yeah. So here you're going through all these talks that you want it to safe, and then you're going to spray it with Windex. Well, that's not going to work. So right. we have a module with um, Lisa Bronner of Dr. Bronner's soap, which was awesome. And she's incredible. And she talks about what to look for. She's not even like, she's not pushing her product. She's just talking about what to look for. Sure. I think so it's very important. Great, right? <clears throat> I, I, I agree with you about the, the adult stuff. So when I found my kids cribs, uh, I got the like four in one deal because it's like, why buy twice buy once? If it's really that durable, it ended up not being that great. So I think my daughter's the only one that has her bed left <clears throat> and that's not going to really last much longer. My, my boy's jumped on it so bad that they broke it, but (laughs) that was the intention was to have it for, you know, a full size bed because I didn't want to get them a twin and keep buying. Um, except for maybe if you have to do a bunk bed, but even then full size and Murphy beds are great too. I like Murphy beds, space savers. Um, but adult, like just think about it, what you're going to save your money and be more efficient and also make, make your dollar last the value by trying to elongate as much as you can. Exactly. 
you know, accessories. Think of it. I always say, think of like the black dress. We all have that. We women, we all have our little black dress, right? Yeah. So you have your black dress. You can, and let's say that's a good quality dress. You can dress it up then with less expensive jewelry because you have a good quality dress. So think about a room like that, like the black dress. Oh, that's a great way. You know, of thinking the, about the it. accessories, you, you can change your child's, your child, what they love today. And then in a minute, they're going to want something else next year. Oh, sure do. Every right. five seconds. It's, I want this. I want this. It's like, right. oh my gosh. And their needs change. And they're, you know, as they grow and develop their, their needs change too. So try to, try to think about the room almost like, you know, how, what it can morph into like a yes. transformer, you know? I love the way that you think. <laughs> Practical, practical, have to be practical, <laughs> like cute's great, but practicality, uh, a, a design, it's not, I'm not a designer, but I'm an efficiency, uh, expert. And so, cause smarter, not harder is all the way to go. And so one of the tips I, I commonly talk about is, uh, functional storage and where to put it. And I always say to put it near the entrance of a room because a, if it's not like the best looking, but it's functional when you're walking into a room, you can't see it. And then when you take everything out, like kids toys or whatever it is, you can pick it up and walk out the room, dump it in and leave. So it's very efficient. That's, I mean, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but that's, that's something that I always yes, yes, have mentioned. That efficiency. Yeah. Putting, putting also storage bins on the, on the floor, like cute ones, teaching your child how to pick up after themselves and put things mm -hmm. away. You want them to create, you want to create independence. So just teaching them the simple task of when they're playing to put it back. Yes. Before you take out something else, which right. <laughs> right. doesn't work 50% of the time. Right. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast and, and sharing this. I learned a lot and, uh, I'm going to be redoing some rooms here soon. So <laughs> I will definitely be, be following along. And if, uh, you're interested in Deborah's services and learning more, everything will be in the show notes, all the links she's got amazing knowledge. And I, I really encourage you to go check, check it out. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. And if we wanted to follow you on social media, can you tell us where to find you? Sure. At Deborah Demare is my Instagram handle. And um, my Facebook group is, I'll send you the link, but it's designed for a non-toxic uh, healthy space. Perfect. Well, thank you again for being here. And thank you again for listening to the chaos and cookies podcast. We will catch you on the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Chaos and Cookies podcast. If you want more goodies and friends to share them with, follow the crumbs to the Facebook group or visit the Chaos and Cookies website to grab my sweet secrets on how to calm your cookies. Don't forget to leave us a five-star review on iTunes. See you all next week for another episode of Chaos and Cookies.